How's it going? Today on the Black Tie Fair, Patrick and I talk about that Sally Yates Smackdown. We also talk about Viva Las Vegas and whether or not iPhones are really that special. Take a listen. Hey, welcome again to the Black Tie Affair, the show where two friends talk about politics, pro sports, and pop culture. Kinda. I am one of your hosts, Jelani, and to my left, Patrick. <laughs> I don't even. It's like that that rap horn I like. You are rap- Patrick. I'm gonna edit that out. That whole thing's gonna be edited out. To my left, it's Patrick. I'm editing the whole thing out, so don't worry about it. That's that's to my left. That's that's the guy. We are on episode number thirteen, a baker's dozen. Yes, we are. You know what baker's dozen is? Twelve plus one. You know why it's called that? Uh I'm imagining that when you go into the donut shop and you ask for a dozen, the baker will kick you in an extra one. Baker's dozen. I that probably could be it. I don't know. I was just wondering if you know. How you can ask a question? <laughs> we're not actually know the We're not in that why it. don't you know the segment yet? I don't know. So it's not a problem. Um thanks to everybody who listens every week, all of our new listeners, everybody out there in the world. We definitely appreciate you guys hitting us up. We actually got a message from somebody that we followed on SoundCloud who followed us back and they're like, "Oh, thank you. We appreciate you." So thank you to you guys as well. We really definitely appreciate all the love and respect. Anything to say before we jump into this segment? Nope. Just got to say game recognize game. So I appreciate everybody following and reposting and sharing the love. And with that said, Patrick, what's new? All right. So once again, Every week, I have a plan. I have a rundown of topics I want to discuss. Exactly. I spent days upon days thinking about what we should include. And I appreciate that. I really take a lot of thought into what I want to tell folks in what's in the news sex. And nothing ever changes. This stays exactly as you wanted it, right? And I swear to you, (laughs) things move so quickly. I swear to you that I have this locked and loaded like two days ago, yeah. ready to talk about some deep, some deep information. Absolutely. And then Trump does something, <laughs> and I have to change my entire rundown. <laughs> this guy is driving me crazy. I didn't even want to talk about this today. I did not want to talk about this, but I'm compelled to talk about this. Speak on it. You're fired. That's exactly what Donald Trump said to James Comey, the FBI director. That was the guy who's investigating him. Yes. Um... Before we get into that, let me give some folks some update on what actually happened. Because this stuff happened within the last 24 hours. I was at the gym Mm -hmm. on the treadmill. And I saw this come up. And I nearly fell off the damn treadmill. So, this is what happens. Attorney General Jeff Sessions and his deputy attorney general recommended that Donald Trump fire James Comey. Now, as we mentioned a couple weeks ago, the attorney general oversees the Justice Department. Mm -hmm. And the FBI is a division, a department within the Justice Department. Follow you so far. So, basically, James James Comey bosses recommended to Trump to fire him. Now, 
they said that Comey fumbled the FBI's investigation into whether Hillary Clinton mishandled classified information while she was Secretary of State, and they said that it badly damaged the FBI's reputation. Well, has this happened before? You mean, has FBI directors been fired before? Basically. Well, yes, but only one other time in history. In the entire history of the United States, uh, Bill Clinton did it back in 1993. But supporters of Bill Clinton and Democrats would argue that their circumstances weren't the same. William Sessions, who was the FBI director at the time, um, he actually was fired, but he wasn't fired because um, he wasn't fired because he was investigating. He wasn't fired while investigating ties between uh, Bill Clinton's campaign and Russia. Um, he was fired because the Justice Department found, among other things, that Sessions had engaged in a sham transaction to avoid paying taxes on his use of an FBI limousine to take him to and from work. Now, they also found that he had built a government for a security fence around his home that provided no security and that he had arranged business trips to places where he could meet with his relatives. So they're going to fire him for a small thing like embezzlement? That's what, really, <laughs> really? Bill Clinton, I'm ashamed of you. So that's when he was fired. And at the same time, Bill Clinton's attorney general, Janet Reno, also recommended that he get fired. So the, the president's never, quote unquote, actually makes a recommendation to fire somebody. He does the firing, but people tell him, hey, this should happen. That's the normal protocol. Now, in this particular case, the attorney general um, and his deputy wrote a three-page report showing all the different reasons why uh, Comey, uh, the reasons why Comey got fired or why he should get fired. So, I mean, can he do this? What, what, what was the reason why he needed to get, get fired then? Well, yeah, because... We talked about last week how, or a couple weeks ago, I think, how you can't just fire the FBI director. Exactly. I remember him saying, I'm here to stay. That he, he was wrong. Right. And and traditionally, uh, FBI directors get a courtesy 10-year term. It's done that way so that their their leadership can span two, two different administrations. So usually, they're given the courtesy of 10 years before they just get fired. But if they are to get fired, there should be cause. And this is where kind of Trump is sinking his teeth on in terms of the cause. Uh, Trump's team and uh, regarding the whole Hillary debacle showed a pattern of incompetence. That's what Trump says. Uh, the, and he says, and I quote, that the FBI needs new leadership to get the agency back on track. Now, it's really weird because Trump is firing someone who did something to Hillary Clinton that he benefited from. So just to take that back for listeners, what had happened <laughs> was that um, back in November, um, I remember last that. year during the election, uh, Comey came out and said that he was investigating, he's reopening the Hillary Clinton's emails. Yes. And um, when he did that, that made it seem like Hillary Clinton was under investigation. Mm -hmm. While people had theorized, and Hillary Clinton said that if James Comey never came out and did that, then she would have won the election. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, that's probably the case. Trump at the time of the election said that James Comey was a hero. That it was great that he did this because he he stood up against big bad Hillary Clinton. Well, fast forward to Reese, fast forward to last night. Trump is now saying that thing I was commending you for, I'm now firing you for. Yeah. So people are thinking that this is that this is really fake. 
that Trump essentially wanted to find cause and he's he he snatched it up at the moment's notice. Well, no, because what it sounds like is that in actuality, I'm silencing um, somebody who's dissenting against me, who has a dissenting view. So I'm silencing anybody who is confronting my authority. Correct. And um, that, that's what Democrats say. Democrats don't buy it. Yeah. They, they say that it looks suspicious and that uh, suddenly firing the man who's in charge of the Russia... Uh, probe is is sus is suspect extra extra suspect yeah now now remember the FBI was investigating Russia and the Trump yeah. uh, Trump campaign right yeah. well um others are comparing this to the time when Nixon fired uh, the Watergate special prosecutor uh, the prosecutor and I don't want to get into too much of the history but it's basically called Saturday Night Massacre when at one failed swoop uh, Nixon fired his Attorney General and his Deputy Attorney General and because they weren't willing to fire the other person in the lower ranking. So very similar to this um, in that respect. But that's it. The comparison between Nixon and what's happening right now is so... I mean, I could poke so many holes in it. It's really not the same yet. Yet. But it seems similar. They always have a similarity because like it's it's, it's like palace intrigue and drama, right? That this is happening. Um, it's not dissimilar, right, in many ways. But it's it's it, there's far more gaps between the facts, uh, the parallel facts. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, let me give you an example. Sure. Okay. Sure. Let me give you an example because you look you're not trusting this one. So I never trust you. Very true. Um, so, for instance, during the Nixon administration, mm-hmm. at that time, um, he uh, Nixon did not have control over the House and did not have control over the Senate. Mm. So they were already. They're they're already gutting for him, so it wasn't like he was cornered. And this was also in Nixon's second term of office. Oh, okay. So those are just a couple of factoids, and we can go down the list. There's, I got there's, you. there's okay. plenty no, more, that's, but that's enough. That's but enough. the parallels just they're not all there. Perfect. I can, so yeah, I mean, obviously, folks, stop comparing it to Nixon, Watergate. It's not there yet. It just makes it more fun. But it does make it more. But fun. But I do have another question, though. I do have another question. Like going forward with this, does that mean the investigation stops? What happens next? Like what what's going on with that? And and also also did you see? So that's two two part question. All right. So obviously, what's going on with the investigation? Because we were in the middle of the investigation already. But did you see Sally Yates? I actually saw this because I saw it on Twitter. Sally Yates when she was doing her little deposition in front of like all the senators and mm-hmm. like, that mm-hmm. that shit was fantastic. It was really fun. It was super dramatic. And usually those Senate hearings is what you're referring mm-hmm. to uh, are pretty boring. But these these ones this one was made for television. I mean, it was really showcased what what you can uncover when there's a big spotlight yeah. on the situation. So uh, to answer your first question, no, the investigation doesn't stop. Okay. It, it continues forward. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, some, some would argue that when professional investigators find out that there's funny business going on in, in the middle of their legitimate um, investigation, they sink their teeth in more. Because they, you know, they they feel they have to get defensive, and so there's kind of this almost inherent drive that comes out. Like Comey becomes a semi martyr. Uh... Right. So investigation moves forward. It's still it's still independent, uh-huh. or it's still within the FBI. But I do question its legitimacy. But this guy, um, who is the acting uh, FBI director, um, I don't know too much about him. I think his name is Rosenstein, and um, I don't want to get into his what his next role is because it's it's pretty complex and how this all fits in. But he's basically the deputy attorney general, the one who said, hey, I'm going to fire him. So so the guy who fired Comey is stepping in. 
Well, um, to answer the second part regarding Sally Yates, yeah, when, when you actually saw the debate go back and forth, um, she testified about some pretty incredible things. Now, part of this is to try to build a show. Republicans want to bring her out so they can attack her and start making fun of her. So, But folks don't realize Sally Yates is smart. She is not stupid. And actually, uh, there's a clip of okay. Senator Ted Cruz and her going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And how, if you listen carefully, you can see how she uh, she obliterates him. Let's take a listen to that. Are you familiar with 8 U.S.C. Section 1182? Not off the top of my head, no. By the express text of the statute, it says, quote, whenever the president finds that the entry of any alien or of any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States. He may, by proclamation, and for such period as he shall deem necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants, or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem appropriate. Would you agree that that is broad statutory authorization? I would, and I am familiar with that. And I'm also familiar with an additional provision of the INA that says, no person shall receive preference or be discriminated against in issuance of a visa because of race, nationality, or place of birth. That, I believe, was promulgated after the statute that you just quoted. And that's been part of the discussion with the courts with respect to the INA, is whether this more specific statute trumps the first one that you just described. The, the, but my concern was not an INA concern here. It rather was a constitutional concern, whether or not this... Um, the executive order here violated the Constitution, specifically with the Establishment Clause and equal protection and due process. In the over 200 years of the Department of Justice history, are you aware of any instance in which the Department of Justice has formally approved the legality of a policy and three days later the Attorney General has directed the Department not to follow that policy and to defy that policy? I'm not, but I'm also not aware of a situation where the Office of Legal Counsel was advised not to tell the Attorney General about it until after it was over. Thank you, Ms. Yates. Okay, those were those were two curveballs that yeah. she put over oh, right left bang, field. Left yeah. fence. I mean, that two setups. Yeah. Do not set it up like Perry Mason Touch unless all, you Sally. know the answer. Shots fired! I don't know if he has the correct kind of ointment for them, them burns that he received. He needs some kind of real, real, that was third degree, I think. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, the thing is, he tries to, when senators ask these questions, they try to set it up so that they elicit a certain answer. Uh, they try to guide it and ask leading questions. Of course. Uh, but she did like a verbal judo uh, judo on him. Yeah. Because when she responded, she was like, yes, but boom, I hit you back. Exactly. Boom, I hit you back. <laughs> Every single time. It was hilarious. Yeah. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Well, Sally Yates did also confirm for the first time that she warned the White House that um, about General Flynn and his shenanigans. Um, and that Flynn discussed these sanctions with Russia and also hinted that the new administration would be open to lifting them. So this guy Flynn had instructions. Uh, he had recordings of him going to Russia and telling them that, hey, look, basically, when we get in, we're going to take away those sanctions. Yeah, I remember those days. And, they, and that's what she told the White House. And he stayed in office for over 18 days. About 18 days. So that's uh, way too long for somebody who's already been warned about. So people are already ignoring her when she's like, no, dude, I, I have this information about this particular person and they're ignoring her. Yeah. 
Yeah, and while people are saying that the Senate, basically the Senate investigation is really the only one that's legitimate now because remember, you fire Comey, so now he's doing, quote-unquote, the investigation, but can he really be trusted? Or can not Comey, but his predecessor, uh, uh, his, his successor, can, can he be trusted? We don't know. They're suspects. So what people are saying that they need a special prosecutor, that the Senate needs to give to hire a special prosecutor so they have far-reaching uh, powers and subpoena powers to be able to act independently without any other interference. Yeah, they shouldn't be a situation where they can be fired by the people who they're investigating. Like that does, I mean, it makes sense as far as like what the rules are set up, but to have it actually happen, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Mitch McConnell already said no, he's not going to proceed forward with the special invest uh, prosecutor. Of course, um, that turtle said that. I understand. <laughs> that makes sense to me. And he said that he's going to allow the Senate to uh, proceed forward with their own investigation. Well, breaking news, though, uh, Flynn actually is now has was uh, his documents were subpoenaed by the Senate Investigative uh, Intelligence Committee. So they want to see docu- uh, documents that shows a connection between the Trump admin- uh, Trump campaign and uh, the Trump campaign and uh, Russia. Huh. So we'll see how that turns out. But uh, we will keep a close eye on it. Close, close, close eye. Now, tell me what's happening. I don't know if the situation is done or what, but tell me what's happening with, with the Affordable Care Act because I saw a bunch of dudes on stage celebrating. They played Celebrate, Good Times, Come On. It was really, really bad. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. So the Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, it has it's one step closer to being repealed. All right, so it's one step, but it takes two steps. Well, it takes it's three more steps. than two steps. It's like the best way I can explain it is going through a like an American Ninja uh, obstacle course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know you have to go past the first one where it's pretty easy, where you just have to roll across. Let's say the there's a log that spins, you got to run across. Uh huh. Right, and then after that comes this huge big uh, air ball that you have to hold on to while swinging across gotcha. right, and not falling in the water. Then you have to climb up this huge uh, spiked lined wall to get to the other side. I think the metaphor has been established. Right. <laughs> you have just got across that rolling log. Got you. Okay. Okay. Um, and mind you, I forgot to, I, I, I forgot to leave out that at any given point, all you, you can go all the way through that log and they could completely flip and change the game on you. Oh. And I will explain to you okay. the difficulty of what's happening. So the Affordable Care Act, uh, which has got repeat, uh, which has made the first step uh, through the House. Now, let me give you some examples of what it does. Okay. What it's meant to do. The first irradiation, uh, the first edition of this. Mm-hmm. So the bill cuts taxes on wealthier Americans that used, uh, that was used to fund Obamacare. So taking money from uh, getting money from the poor and giving it back to the rich because a lot of Obamacare was paid for by the rich. Fact. First thing. Um, okay. This already okay. sounds terrible. So it lets states also decide whether essential benefits like maternity and mental health are covered, which could drive down costs for younger folks. So that's a benefit to, to folks or people who are you and I and are younger than us uh, actually will get a discount on our insurance. Okay. Mental health can affect anybody at any age. So, I, all right. Okay. Continue. So um, they also say it makes it legal for insurance companies to charge more to people with what they call pre-existing conditions. Okay, now pre-existing conditions um, can also be considered normal life experiences and things that can be considered as pre-existing condition, like things like asthma 
can be considered as pre-existing condition, uh, condition. eczema, um, pregnancy can be considered considered a pre-existing condition. Um, even even in cases where you're raped, you're a rape survivor, that can be considered a pre-existing condition. So I've already had that situation happen to me. That terrible situation happened to me. And now my insurance is like, oh, that shit's fucked up. By the way, you owe us this much more money now. That's right. So so part of the plan, so one of the big deal points, which is freaks me out, is that um, what they're going to do is they're going to, there's what the Trump administration is saying is that people who have pre-existing conditions, they will get, they will allow be allowed to get insurance. Okay, but but you, there'll be more. Yes. Yeah. So you'll you'll be able to buy insurance, but you'll be pulled in with a bunch of other sick people, and that's how we form a group. And so when the insurance for the average healthier person, they think of it like car insurance. If you have better car insurance, I mean, if you're a better driver, then you get better rates. So in this case, if you're healthier and you're younger, we don't have to spend more on you. So what we'll do is we'll decrease your rates but increase the other folks' rates. So folks who are sick and need it the most will be put into this expensive pool that they will not be able to actually pay for. Pay for. As a matter of fact, the most recent estimate is it's going to cost $330 billion over the next 10 years to cover those risk pools. The deal point for the, the two Republicans who actually flipped to make this um, uh, to make this pass was $8 billion. They only negotiated $8 billion that said that they would give to subsidize to states. So these numbers are projecting $330 billion that's going to cost to help fill in the gap for these um, high-risk pool people to help give them money, to help give them insurance. Um, they're only throwing $8 billion at it. It's nothing. It's what they call legislative dust. So... What basically is happening? The big problem with the Affordable Care Act in the first place, it sounds like, based on what you rolled down for me and what they've tried to fix, what they've worked so diligently to try to accomplish, is that it was taxing rich people too heavily. That's basically what they're saying. They're saying that, you know what? The problem was, the reason why it wasn't working, because everything else they're basically taking apart and just dismantling. So they're saying the big problem was that rich people... We're being taxed too heavily. Let's go ahead and move that to these poor people who are in sick people who can't afford anything. Have them try to cover the brunt of the actual cost. And here's the problem. They won't be able to. And so even the benefits that quote unquote are going to go to us, because it's not affecting them the way it's supposed to, it's still not going to affect us the way it's supposed to either. You're not going to have that full pool that the insurance company needs to survive. So our rates will go up also. So the whole thing's going to fall apart. So... I'm glad that it's probably not going to get to the next step. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you, you bring up a good point because there's cuts to what they call Medicaid, which are like the basically health insurance for poor people. It cuts into that. It also cuts, it also temporarily defunds Planned Parenthood. It has nothing to do with health insurance in terms of, <laughs> but you're like, let's just throw Planned Parenthood in there. Why not? Because um, fuck them too. Right? Because they don't do family planning services or anything that actually benefits women. All they do is abortions. That's, That's all, all they do. They do. All so, day. anyways, it heads to the Senate now. Remember how I gave you that example, that American ninja, that American warrior? Yeah, the, the um, metaphor went too long? Yeah, I yeah. That. <laughs> Well, that one, they can change the game on you because the Senate can review the bill and go, you know what? We're not gonna, we're just gonna not pay attention to it. They can literally just write their own bill. As a matter of fact, that the, the the Senate bill that's leading the way, it has it looks nothing like what the House passed. Okay. So what does that one look like? 
So while I don't want to get into some of the details about it yet because it has to flesh itself out and it gets really kind of wonkish, but it's a lot more, um, it's a lot, it has a lot more protections for pre-existing conditions. Um, it's a lot more progressive in terms of being able to offer subsidies for poorer people, um, but also more importantly to, to, to also give states more money for Medicaid to, to benefit the poorer. Um, so there, there, there's a few more benefits in that make it not as draconian as this particular bill does. Well, the challenging thing is, is once the Senate passes their bill, then they have to basically take these two bills and they have to marry them together and come out with the best bill possible. It goes into what they call conference. Okay. And then from that conference, that bill has to go back over to the house to get voted again to pass. So there is ample opportunity for this thing to fail. <laughs> Why don't they just slow? I don't. So. This story is not over yet, okay? We're gonna keep an eye on it. I give you weekly updates, but this is the first step in them repealing and quote unquote replacing Obamacare. You know what? I'm glad that you're gonna give me weekly updates because I couldn't even respond. I was so flustered with the whole thing. I need some good news. I need something nice to just clean my palate on the way out of this segment. Tell me some good news. What happened in France? Well, I want France. I want Francis president. I want him. I want him to be our president. You're married, Patrick. True. Why does everything have to be gay with you? I didn't even say anything about that. I'm just saying. You said you wanted him. I'm like, I'm like your wife may not be happy about that. So uh, in France, they just elected their next president. His name is Emmanuel Macron. Emmanuel Macron. Is he a food? It sounds like a food. Like a macaroon? Well, he's he's actually the youngest president ever elected. Um, he's going to be in charge of a country, though, that's struggling with a slow uh, economy, terrorist threats, and a wave of immigrants and refugees. He's a 39-year-old. Uh, uh, he's a 39-year-old uh, moderate, and he beat a far-right candidate, um, Marie, let me get this right, Marine Le, Le Pen. I think it's Le Pen. Fine. By 30 points. Um, and they compared this election to kind of like Donald Trump election. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because right? they were saying that, I mean, that was the thing that they were trying to keep an eye on is that here was another big populist versus somebody who's more of like a centrist, more like, you know what, we, we can we can move forward and we can be all right versus just like everybody's out to get us. Let's just batten down the hatches. Let's have another situation where we leave the EU. Uh, let's just, just wall ourselves up be real xenophobes and not worry about anybody but ourselves, us, 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 which is what the kind of statement was that people thought America was taking, undertaking and subscribing to when we elected Donnie. So, yeah, that's the situation <laughs> where, like, is this where the world's going, basically, is why everybody had their eyes on France. Like, are, is the world doing this, or did the world learn from our mistakes and learn pretty quickly because they've seen 100 days of us and all the things we're going through, and they're like, nope, not for us. Right. You're absolutely right. Was this the next domino to fall? Mm-hmm. Right? Was this the next first world country that was going to uh, be now run by a nationalist, right? someone like a Trump? Uh, but the French, the French came out and said, hell no. Hell no. So Le Pen is, um, I mean, she ran a relatively close race. Um, <clears throat> they were able to get uh, more seats in their parliament for her party, so she did make some change, but um, nope, not this time, no upset. That's that's pretty cool. You know what's funny, real quick, um, reference to that is that 
France actually has had a lot more devastating attacks than we have in recent years. And they still, because they're not letting fear quake them and, and, and impact them the way that, like, a lot of us are. Like, I'm just, it's, it's, just it's, it's really telling. I like that. I think it's cool. I agree. So, all right. You ready for the next segment? I think I am. <laughs> I want to make sure I had all my notes together. Well, it's fine. I, I didn't, I didn't introduce this segment because this is kind of your bag. So I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even introduce it. I let it go because it's, it's, it's a continuation of the news that only happens every once in a while. Every once in a while. There's so much news that goes on with Trump. This is true. And so we tried to deliver it in a, in a I said friendly. <laughs> How about say friendly? We're your friends, folks. <laughs> in a digestible, a funny, and efficient manner. That's, that's what we try to do here at the so Bar-Tai Fair. There's a segment that Trump likes to call alt facts or alt news mm-hmm. or fake news. So we decided to make a segment to test Jelani's average uh, man down the street knowledge of news. Fake news or real news, Jelani? I'm ready for it. And so what this segment is, is I'm going to read off um, a series of uh, statements uh, and or uh, news news headlines. Mm-hmm. And it's Jelani's job to determine uh, which ones are fake and which ones are real. Got it. Each week, the uh, they could all be fake or they can all be real. Or they can be half and half. It's up to Jelani to figure it out. It's up to Jelani to figure it out. <laughs> Jelani, are you ready? I for the first statement. I yeah. Just let me hear it. Trump retweeted, "Mexico is the second most dangerous country in the world." Hashtag, we should all be afraid. Hashtag, build the wall. Did Trump tweet this? I'm. Well, going, you want to hold it? Yeah, you want to hold. You want to hold? I'm holding. You want to hold on? Yeah, right. I got put these okay. in. I got put this in the context. Okay. The next one. Trump signed executive order that would strip huge swaths of the Grand Canyon and millions of acres of federal land for federal protection. It would strip it of protection? Correct. So, okay, all right. It would no longer be deemed federal land. To save money or something? That's the statement, Jelani. Okay, all right. I I, I was trying to grab context if I could. (laughs) Continue. Donald Trump has a Coke button in the White House. One reporter noted, sitting across from Donald Trump in the Oval Office, my, ours, my eyes are drawn to a little red bun on a box that sits on his desk. This isn't the nuclear bun, is it? I joked, point, pointing. No, no, everyone thinks it is, Trump says on cue, before leaning over and pressing it to order some Cokes. Everyone does get a little nervous when I press that button. Which statements are true, Jelani, and what statements are false? Well, I... Th- I thought for at first that you meant that it was a Coke button, like cocaine, and I'll, he does sniff a lot. <laughs> so I was like, that probably is definitely true. Um, huh. Huh. Okay. I'm going to say that the Coke button sounds kind of true. I mean, I don't know how we You want to go in order? So I'm going to go with like, yeah. I'm gonna go, let's well, go in order. Yeah, I'm going to go with like the, well, I'm going to go in the order that I want, which is backwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that the Coke button sounds like it. That sounds true to me. Uh, in reference to the protections for the Grand Canyon and other national areas, if it's a save money thing, he might have thought about it and then said no. I'm going to say he did think about it, but he may have changed his mind. So, <laughs> I, so, so, so it's true it's that he true. said it, 
Okay. But I don't think it's going through or it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And okay. as far as the Mexico is number two worst thing ever, he tweeted that shit. He says stupid shit all the time. Yeah, he tweeted that. So you think that they're all true stories? I guess I did say that. Yeah, I guess I did say that. I rationalize it in my head where it makes sense to me, and I think I think I'm all right. And now they all could be false, but I just like you know what? You had some backup. You had you had a quote. You had a story. Unless you wrote that story yourself, and I'm the writer, so I mean, if you wrote that story yourself. Bravo, sir. All right, Jelani. This week, all these stories are true. Oh, they, <laughs> boom! They are all true, Jelani. He does have a Coca-Cola button. He presses it, and there's a waiter that brings in Diet Coke for him, as a matter of fact. This has been reported by several news news agencies. He bragged about it. He has a little red bun that delivers Coke to him. You said Diet Coke? Diet Coke, specifically. Is that Diet Coke working? Apparently not. Nope. So, um, the second one, he did sign an executive order um, that would strip huge swaths of land, um, including parts of the Grand Canyon. Um, He did it because... It is the theory behind it is that um, it's actually 24 national monuments that it could affect. The notion is that uh, he's going to give this land back to the states, that it's the state's land, not the federal government's land, and that he will give an opportunity for uh, he's going to there's a agency that is allowed to make these decisions and he's going to give them more broader decisions to whether or not to determine a piece of land is public or uh, is federal or state land. So, okay. That's the explanation for that. And lastly, um, he did tweet um, that Mexico is the second most dangerous country in the world. And that is fact. That is true. It's not only that it's crazy. He said that it is fact. As a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, um, Mexico is considered the second deadliest in 2016, considered the de- most dead, second deadliest uh, nation in conflict next to Syria. It goes Syria and then Mexico. Well, Syria with 50,000, Mexico with 23,000, followed by 17,000 in Iraq, 16 in Afghanistan, and 7,000 in Yemen. So um, it's, it's, it has to do with the um, drug cartels in Mexico, is what the story says. So Mexico is pretty dangerous. But it's by 50% less than Syria. I mean, I know that next to Syria it sounds pretty bad, but like, I'll look at the numbers you're just showing right now. It's like, it's not, it's not good. But it's not 50,000. It's 23. No, it's not. But I'll tell you this much. Mexico is not an armed conflict country. These countries, Syria, Iraq, they are, they are, they, they are, it is a hostile nation. Me- Mexico is not supposed to be a hostile nation. People go to Mexico to vacation right now. That's I would. They have, they have three day trips. Exactly. I wouldn't go to a hostile nation, but that's my point is that it's so bad there that what's going on in terms of deaths that it's not common. These other places, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, Yemen, I mean, you can all clump them in and say, okay, these, okay, yeah, oh, well, that makes sense. Mexico is the outlier here. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Because you can book right now for a cruise. I, you know you what? You cannot book a cruise to Iraq. You can't. <laughs> uh, you cannot. You want to book a three-day cruise to Syria? I don't think so. No. I don't, I don't even know what I would get. What would I see is other than Syrian people? <laughs> yes. And bombs. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's, Mexico is pretty dangerous. Whew. All right. That was that was good stuff. That was good. Yeah, you learned I, some stuff. I, I right? learned something today. Yeah, but next I, week it won't be so easy. You got it right both weeks, I think. I don't. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. I don't think it was easy. I had to think about it. I you wasn't sure think, about right? my answers. You weren't sure. I rationalized. I thought about it. Same thing with you did with the plug. So it's fine. Well, with that out of the way, the news is taken care of. Let's move into our next segment. That's weekend wrap up. Look at weekend pop. 
All right, so I'm gonna go first mm -hmm. because I had a weekend that would start off something like with that you might have. Probably. I celebrated my anniversary with my wife and went to Viva Las Vegas. Nobody listens to that song anymore. Viva Las Vegas. Elvis is dead. Viva Las Viva! Vegas. All right. Do so you see how it just bulldozed through your I comments? Do. I do. And, 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 and made me jump on board. And you, and you joined me. You're like, you, know what? Event, you know what? You know what? Just have fun. I'm just going to do it. Let's go. Just jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. So went to Vegas, um, and it's interesting going to Vegas without a kid because my my uh, my daughter stayed um, back with my uh, my mother in law. She watched her. Thank you very much. Makes sense. She's yeah. not listening, but I don't know. Just I'm giving a shout out. We know you're listening. You're a big <laughs> fan. Thank you. We appreciate you taking um, care of the baby. So we spent four days out there. Um, we ate at a couple of new hole in the walls mm -hmm. um, there. But but I just want to take a step back and just give you a framework. Of Step going to Vegas. Take me back. Um, when you're in your mid-30s, uh -huh. um, it's much different than when you're in your 20s. I, right? yes. Yeah, because in your 20s, you're just, you're, it's, it's actually a race to see how fucked up you can get. Yeah. Like, by 9 o'clock, I don't... I'm fucked up. I can't see straight, and no. I won. Exactly. Yeah, 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 of course. That makes sense to me. Um, that doesn't happen when you're in your mid-30s. <laughs> doesn't happen. You actually things have things different? planned out, oh. and you kind of figure... You have a map. You have a map. You know, you schedule out things. Um, and that's what we did. We scheduled to go eat at certain places. We hung out with her dad for you know, a breakfast or so, because her father-in-law went with... Uh, I joined uh, her uncle. We all carpooled together, but uh -huh. they had their own room. We had our own room, different hotels. Because uh, they got us free hotels. So okay. So I saved money there. That's, but I love that. Legit. Right. Yeah. So uh, we had our own time to, to go and do things. And um, it was great. It was nice to be, just go there, decompress, rest. Mm -hmm. You know, you get away from all the, the, the trappings of the adult world. You know, and I did some gambling. Love sports wagering. You know, I love sports. Um, so I had a real good time. Um, my, I learned how to play Baccarat. You know what Baccarat is? I've seen the name before I yeah so it's I always, a card game isn't it's it? a card game so ah. i always try to go to vegas and learn a new card game and so i learned how to play baccarat won money on the canelo fight you know canelo you don't know about no, no no i Did saw no because part of mine i, I, I saw okay. the fight a little bit so, <laughs> right. yeah. so i actually know boxing a little bit more right. than anything else well canelo and chavez fought yeah. Yeah. right um and i won money i bet on canelo to win by decision mm -hmm. and i won money off that bed. That so, would mean that he won by decision then. He did win by decision. All right. You didn't know that. I didn't. I, I saw parts of the fight. I was going, and I will explain. Okay, this I'll is go your wrap up. <laughs> right. We'll get to my wrap up in a second. So um, we also saw. Uh, we we took in a Britney Spears concert. I saw that on your, your I, little. I gram. did not did not mean to bury the lead, but um, we did. You see you, it. you ramped up to it. I did. I did. Um, so going into a Britney Spears concert for those number one, those who are judging, stop. Stop judging. You're a big Britney Spears fan. In fact, your family is a big Britney Spears fan, so don't worry about that. <laughs> I like wrestling. You like Britney Spears. That's, That's fine. fine. I'm not. Look, I'm not a. Be, I'm not being defensive. Exactly. Nor yeah. should you. So, I know when you go to a concert, she doesn't sing. No. She performs though. Yes. And I think that putting into context that you want to go see a performer. Um, if I want to see someone sing, I would go see. Uh, Adele. Adele just about to say that. Ah. I would see Adele. But I helped you out. You right? See, you if, if, if I want to see performance, I'd see The Weeknd. Right? I, 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 I mean, not performance. I see, I want to see someone singing and, and performing their vocals. If I, want to see, if I want to hear a good voice, I want to go see Alicia Keys. You know? But I want to see a performer, I'm seeing like, um, I'm seeing Janet Jackson. She's a great performer. 
She doesn't sing as well as Whitney Houston, but Whitney Houston doesn't perform as well as Janet Jackson does. Correct. Um, right, you, you see, Britney Spears is a performer. Madonna was a performer. Okay, these are all folks that they don't necessarily have the great chops in terms of singing, but they can perform. And Britney Spears, man, she could perform. She puts on a good concert, got hot dancers. Um, you know, one sad thing though is after we saw the show, my wife's really good at keeping things and making sure that I have that I don't lose things, but she lost her bag of chargers. And when I say bag of chargers, my wife is very paranoid about not having battery supply for things. That's how she does it. Because so, I always am like, I'm like, oh, man, that would be great if I had this, but my, my battery's dead. Okay. Yeah, no, my, my wife is a huge like social media person, and she keeps a bag of chargers, portable ones, so she can keep connecting her phone. And she lost her bag of chargers. She was so sad about it. Um, but it was a good night overall. Um, I have a story that... Uh, I want to tie into as part of my rant that you hear about later that talks about in part the concert. I don't want to get into it now because I think it's a good rant. Um, but we also, at the end of the night, we got to try a Halal Guys. You know, you know what that yes, is? Yes, that used right. to be. I used to have one next to my old place in Orange County. And I also tasted it from a volunteer event. So I've had Halal Guys a couple of times. Yeah. So we went and had Halal Guys first time ever. And one little asterisk, one, uh, one little side note is that um, I went to another Asian restaurant. <laughs> Okay, our first night there. And he was rude. Again. Well, let me take a step back and give you some context. My father-in-law actually ordered the wrong dish. He he wanted to order, because we went to have, it was pho, you uh-huh. know, Vietnamese noodles. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to have us order a bowl, a number 14, which had like tripe and had some like other weird meat in it that I don't eat. Mm-hmm. Wanted to order it, but have it as a shared bowl. Well, he ordered, can I get um, the soup in four bowls? So the waiter took it out. I mean, three, uh, uh, three soups, uh, three bowls of soup. The waiter took it as she wanted three separate falls. So he bought, we bought three noodles that, you know, my wife and I ended up eating, but we took all that tripe and stuff, that nasty meat that I don't like. We, we put in a bowl and he ate it later on just, uh. just the meat itself. But anyways, the guy was rude. The guy was a jerk. But the food was good. Couldn't do anything about it. Plus you're in Vegas, you know, it's like three in the morning. Good stuff. Anyways, that was my weekend in Vegas. It took us about seven hours to get back. And normally it takes only about four and a half hours to get back. But there was traffic. I don't know if you saw my snaps, but I was in traffic. I saw some of the snaps. Yes. Dying. But that was my weekend, Lonnie. I like that. I like that. No stumbling, drunken, blacked out experiences. But that's not what happened when... That's not the expectation when you're in your mid to late 30s for you to do that. Unless it's like a bachelor party. And then well, exactly. all bets are off. Do what you want when you're at a bachelor party. I totally understand. So my weekend was a little, little different. Uh, there's three separate portions to it because like the days are obviously different. So the first thing was I had got home. This is my, by the way, this is my very first full week just past of my new place in Long Beach. Living alone, living alone. Anyway, is that, is that a song? No, I made the song right now. It's not a song that exists. Who would make a song called that? <laughs> Who would make a song called that? Who would who would who would sing along to a song called "Living Alone"? You said it. You sang it like it was an actual song. Anyway, all right. So I'm just sitting there chilling out. Uh, I made myself some um, turkey, spinach, and mushroom. Very healthy dish. I was eating it by myself. When I get a call, my friend was like, "Hey, do you want to go down to L.A. real quick? I think Skrillex is performing at my friend's um, loft." And I was like, "Cool, whatever. Let's go." So we go down. I told, I told you about this loft before. In a previous weekend wrap up, the exact same loft where they had those clothes that they were selling that like display. I don't know if you remember. It was a couple of uh, shows ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So this is the exact same loft in okay. L.A. All right. 
with the with the skateboard on top of the uh, yes. the roof. Yes, we're in there, and now it's a full on party in there. There's like there's like a, like they have DJs that are coming through. There's like a, a big crowd of people who are all dancing in the exact same room where it was just basically four or five people, and now it's just that going on. There's a separate room where we were in before, and this is like the smoke out room. People are in there chilling, smoking, drinking, and, and chilling out over there, and. It's just weird that the vibe changed so much in the exact same building. So we're talking to people that we do know, hanging out and listening. By the way, while we're there, dancing, having fun, everything at Skrillex never actually showed up. <laughs> what? Well, at least not while I was there. How long How long were we there till? I was there until like maybe 11. Now, granted, this was on a Thursday. So I had to go to work the next day. So oh, this is a Thursday. Yeah, I didn't, oh get, my God. I didn't get that drunk. I really didn't. I did pretty well for myself, I think. Um, so that took place, but it was still very, very fun. Met a lot of really interesting people. Uh, this one dude, his name was... What was his name? Nobu. <laughs> it's so unique that I forgot. His name was Nobu. Why, like, why a Nobu or something like that? Nobu. Is that his real name? He said he was from Hawaii. So I'm going to see his ID. I'm not going to ask people's ID. That's random. You should. That's not what's going to happen. Like, wait a you minute. That's not your him. name. Pull out you your ID. Him. Girls will get away with that. Maybe. A girl would be like, let me see your ID, Nobu. I mean, Nobu would be like, Is that your best impression of a girl's voice? Yes. Don't ever do it again. Don't ever do that again. All right. So that was the first uh, part of the week in rapping, which was very fun. The crazy experience in the loft that switches up all the time. Um, Then I decided to chill out a little bit. I was at my place and I decided to take in Long Beach. Okay. So I walked out of my house, walked down the steps of my stoop, and decided to just go ahead and take a walk. There you go. You know, to experience the city. I like, because like, you know, some, you should get a bike, a bicycle. Let me get to it and stop messing with me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm walking because a lot of people, how they like to hike and experience mountains and nature and stuff like that. I hate that shit. I don't like nature really that much, but yeah. I do love the city. So I was hiking and experiencing the city like the way some people would experience walking around in like rocks and yeah. dirt and water. And I'm like, oh man, the city looks nature? Cute. That stuff, yeah. So I'm sitting there walking around experiencing the city. And as I walk down towards the um, the specific, the, the specific. The Pacific Ocean? I meant, I, I meant to say Pacific. The uh, the water park, not the water park, the, the place where all the, the fish. Pier. The Atlantic of the ocean, Atlantic of the Pacific. <laughs> what is that place that all the fish are at down there? Not, not, the not. The ocean? <laughs> It's like a museum or something where you can go inside. The aquarium? The aquarium of the Pacific. You're trying the aquarium of the Pacific. That's all I was trying to say. Okay. I was just trying you, to say. You didn't really help me. I know, but you I was trying to get me. there. At the aquarium of the Pacific, I go down there. While I'm at the aquarium Pacific, after I've walked down that far, I was like, oh, look at that. There's a whole bunch of bikes there that you can rent. Mm. So what I did was I went and downloaded the app that allows you to rent these bikes. Put my little code in. Cool. Boop, 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 boop. And then I got on that bike and I ran and uh, rode down the pier, rode all the way around and rode back to near my house, dropped that bike off and walked back home. And then after I did that, I had my friend who's like, he was like texting me. He's like, dude, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm like, you know what? I have not. I have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy. So, bro, I'll be at your house in an hour. And I was like, cool. Sounds like a plan. So I get off the bike, go home, get into my house, bathe and whatever play little video games, and then he shows up, and then we're off to walk again to the theater, which is also near my house. Like, <laughs> everything is walking distance to my house because I live in downtown. Awesome. It's fracking amazing. Did I tell you that I walked to the gym? 
I can walk to the gym also. I know I saw it on a snap or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just, I, yeah, I just, I just straight walk to the gym also. So it's, it's amazing. Cool. Yeah. And so, by the way, also, Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two, very good movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you here because it's too early, and I know not everybody's seen it. No, you haven't seen it. You know, you were supposed to watch that with me. You never said that. We did. When did you say that? <laughs> it's okay, Lonnie. I understand. I don't remember this I get conversation. It. Okay, uh, break my heart. You put this in text. <laughs> I should have put it on wax. You should have put it on wax. Yeah, it's like play episode nine, Jelani. I'm like, oh, the thirty seventh right. minute. Yeah, you promised. But no, I. For those who don't know, Long Beach is a beautiful, beautiful city. Um, Jelani lives beachside. He's literally walking distance from the beach. Um, I mean, it's a great city to live in, particularly downtown. Um, so good job, Jelani. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was my weekend in a nutshell. Let's what move you on. got next? What's on uh, the agenda next? Uh, let you know right now. Looks like it's going to be that pros in different area codes. So, Jelani, how we talked about the conduct, uh, Triple Crown last week? Yeah, I remember. And the that. Kentucky Derby? Yeah, I, I remember that. So, it happened this weekend, Kentucky Derby. Just want to update you. Is that how you decided to come up with that because of that? Yeah, that was a segue because I knew that it was going to be leading up. To huh. what's going on. Make it relevant. Wow. I want you to show a triple crown out there without being relevant, Jelani. I try to be a little bit more deliberate and in- intelligent about that. I'm so willy-nilly about this stuff. It's so funny. That you so uh, That's why we have our own, strength, our own strengths and weaknesses. It's a plan, Jelani. I like that. So I just want to give you the three horses that won. Uh, I'm going to forget these names immediately. But go ahead. Go ahead. Always Dreaming, Looking at Lee, and Battle Midway. These are all horse names. Why are horse names never names you could actually call the horse? You're not going to call the horse that. Always dreaming. Come here. Yeah, right? Like, who says that no, to a horse? Yeah. Always dreaming. Always dreaming. I'm like, what are you saying? You're, you're, you're making a statement to me. You, you call me a sentence. You call him Battle of Midway. Come here, Battle of Midway. <laughs> See? Yes. I'll say that. They're just there to have the announcer say stupid sounding stuff while they're going, while they're winning or losing. That's all it's about. True. Well, a uh, highlight of it was that um, it was really muddy track, awful conditions. Okay. Um, and always dreaming. Looking at Lee, I won money on because I bet for them to either uh, win first place or or come in second, and he came in second. You like the alliteration of his name? Yes, of course. Uh, okay. Um, and it was the second one down the line. I liked his name. Didn't know nothing about him. Just liked his name. Looking at Lee. Looking at Lee. Why you looking at Lee? Looking at Lee. Why you looking at Lee? Lee. Lee. Okay, and on to the uh, Preakness Stake, which is the second part of the Triple Crown. It's happening on May 20th, and Always Dreaming is favored to win. So, just want to give you the update. The Preakness Stake? Preakness Stakes. Oh, okay. Preakness That's, that's, that's the second stakes. crown. It could be the second crown? Uh, yes, of the triple. Okay. That's right. May 20th. All right, I will set my... I won't set anything. <laughs> I'm not going to watch that at all. It's fun. All right. So, okay. Next topic that you want to bring up because you've been hearing all about since I mentioned to you last week. Yeah, the balls. The ball the, the ball family. The ball brothers. Sure, the balls. Lonzo ball. LeVar ball, right? All the balls. All the balls. So last week, we talked about how he basically blew the deal with Nike and Under Armour and Adidas, how they're not going to sponsor him, his son. Because they're going to have their own brand, the they're ball gonna, brand. The ball brand. Yep. Why well, he got his own shoe. That's right. His own shoe. I saw him promoting that on Instagram. $495 for these pair of shoes. Those shoes obviously make you a better basketball player in real life. <laughs> they provide you with actual skills. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, how, have you seen that commercial? The one with the footlocker, the kid goes in there and he asks for like a size 17 
and he's really a size seven and he walks out and the girl's like, are you sure you want the size? He's like, yeah, man, of course. Of course I want the size 19. Why? Because when you wear shoes like that, you believe you are a god, a basketball god. If you wear these $495 shoes, you are thus a basketball god. Or you could be like Yeezy. Because Yeezy shoes, you know, his shoes cost like $1,000. No one buys his shoes either. They do. They sell out. You don't know nothing about shoe wear, do you? I know when shoes look nice, I'll buy them. But I'm not going <laughs> to buy expensive shoes just for the being expensive. Yeah, so $495 for his pair of shoes. It cost the Z-O-2s. I don't know what happened to the Z-O-O's or the Z-O-1s, but these are Z-O-2s. So the Z-O's and the Z-O-1s, they, they didn't sell as well. Yeah, they're, they you know, the, or they test it poorly when they're working <laughs> on them in a the scientific lab where they allow you to actually get basketball skills. They're like, you know what? This give them too much power. They didn't give enough power. The ZO2s are just right. It's like Goldilocks and Three Bears. Yeah, and uh, you know the 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 estimate is that he's already sold like two thousand of them. Worldwide. I'm sorry, he did, he did what? He sold two thousand of them. Two thousand of those pairs of shoes. I saw those shoes. Those shoes are not attractive. They are not. And he sold two thousand of them, and That's he's right. in. College. He's gonna. He just finished college. That's right. He's going to NBA. He hasn't spent a day on an NBA court. So you just gave maybe Lavar, uh, almost a million dollars before he's even started. Yep. Well then, Mister Ball. I guess you jokes on us. He is a king of marketing. We're talking about Lavar Lavar Ball now. That's true. Because like I said, right after the episode, why do I see this dude everywhere? I don't go to any sports things ever unless Google is listening to our podcast and going into it and making me see ads for this dude. Because outside of that, I don't understand it. That's right. <coughs> Ball brothers. Ball brothers. <laughs> Patrick, why don't you know this? All right, Jelani, it's one of our favorite segments of the show. Yes. For those who don't know, tell them what Why Don't You Know This is about. For those of you guys who don't know, no, it's fine. For those who don't know, basically this segment is about a little bit of um, one-upmanship, one if you may. Basically. <laughs> one-upmanship? You don't think it is? You don't think it's... No one in the world of words uses one-upsmanship. That's a real thing. What are you talking about? You've never, you've never heard one-upsmanship before? Oh, my gosh. That's totally legitimately a thing. One-upsmanship. And everybody who's listening knows, and you sound silly. All right. Um, we're basically, we're trying to give each other information, and the listeners at home, you, information about what people should know at a certain age or people should know to keep up. So... Patrick, a lot of times his stuff is whatever his stuff is, and my stuff could be my stuff. <laughs> okay, just yeah. you're gonna edit that out. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But essentially, it's kind of a trivia. It's a pop quiz. Yes, you know, we'll ask each other questions um, of of like Delani mentioned of what a certain man or person of a certain age should know, or, or what they need to know to keep up. To keep up. So there you go. That's the explanation. It's not gonna take that long every time. <laughs> It will take that long every time because I'm going to fumble every time I do it. And then he's going to come in and say it after and save me. And we're going to keep both edits in there. All right. So, Lon, you want to go first? Uh, you yeah. go first. Yeah, I yeah, went yeah. first last time. No, no, no. Yeah, I know that. I'm definitely. <laughs> <clears throat> Switching up on you. Yeah, I seen the notes. I don't even know. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Just tell people what What's you're... a nerf and a buff? And what do they refer to? So, when I saw it on the notes... 
and for those who don't know, we write notes, show notes, and we just for for this segment, we just put on there what the question is, and doesn't matter how long we both stare at the question, we don't know what it is, and we're not, and we do honor system, we don't look up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So nerf and buff. It's I I think immediately of a, um, nerf ball. Okay. But I know it, it it can't be that easy, but nerf nerf ball. And buff, of course, buff usually means either you're strong or you buff something, like on a car, you buffing a car, waxing a car. Mm-hmm. That doesn't that that's not what it's referring to. I know that. What's a nerf and a buff? I don't know what a nerf and a buff is. <laughs> All right. Well, let me hit you with what it's referring to first and foremost. Okay. Okay. Nerf and buff refers to um, characteristics of a playable character in a video game. What? Yes. Okay, explain that. Excellent. I would love to. A nerf, and you were kind of right, because what do you think? What's the characteristic of a nerf ball? It's like probably orange and soft and soft, fluffy. Soft and fluffy. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's pretty dangerous? A nerf ball is not dangerous. Exactly. Okay. A nerf ball would be kind of like weak. Okay. All right. And so you were kind of dancing around the answer, but because of the fact you didn't know what it referred to, you weren't going to get it. Yeah. All right. And then buff, obviously, in reference to, if it's not buffing a car, it would be to strengthen. Mm. All right. So what it basically refers to in video games is when you either lower the, the, the strength of a character by nerfing them or increase the strength of a character by buffing them. Oh. Yeah. That's and pretty simple. Exactly. Exactly. That's simple. Yeah, so it's terminology. So uh, in the game Overwatch, because I've been playing Overwatch for almost a year now, I got it on the day it came out, um, I've seen a lot of characters go through this process of nerfs and buffs because what they're doing is the people who made the game, because it's an online game only, they're constantly working with the player community and their own testers to see what works in the PTR, which is basically the player testing room or something like that. That's basically what it means. Uh so they're always saying, okay, these characters are not being utilized as much because their other characters are just way too strong or way too buff. So they, they try to equal out everything, make it, things as, as equal all the way around as possible, where that the people who have these increased benefits or what have you, you know, it makes sense for everybody. And yeah. It's fun for everybody to play. Yeah, you try to make it equitable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's the main thing behind that. That's what Great that parody. is. parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So super fun, but that's that's where that terminology is. Nerf you, and buff. You caught me up when you said, oh, you always use hip-hop. So I was like, you know what? I have other shit I can talk about. So I went, do. I went and grabbed some other stuff for you. I don't know who of our listeners will know, can agree, can sit in the car and go, you know what? I know what Jelani's saying, too. There's a lot of Overwatch players. Trust That's me. okay. There's a lot of Overwatch players. I see. I saw a dude at the gas station with a Nerf This sticker on the back of his car. Oh the game gosh. has been out for less than a year. It's oh, gonna be, I, oh, it just came out because of Overwatch. That for no, that no, no. terminology. Well, well, I'm just saying like that. There's one. That's one of the catchphrases in oh, the game. Is Nerf it. This? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nerf and buff. Yes. What you got for me? All right. So we are in playoff season, Jelani. Both hockey and both hockey and NBA. Both of those things. So, Jelani, you know that in hockey, you can fight. I do know that. And when you fight... To the death. To, no, you don't fight to what, the death. What? You do not... That's not to the death. No, you don't fight to the death. They allow you to fight, take off gloves, punch each other. It doesn't happen so much in the playoffs. Uh, but they go into the penalty box, Jelani. Mm-hmm. How long does a player stay in the penalty box for? Five minutes. Damn, Jelani! <laughs> 
Did you play a video game? Yes. Damn! Yes. Ah! You got me. It's my video game. That's how I know. Oh, That's the only reason why I know. You dirtbag. That's the only reason why I know. You dirtbag. Only reason why I know. Can't believe you know that. Hey, it works. It does work. By any reference. Yes. It's By the, any reference. The only does reason it, why. Was it recently? Did no. you recently? A long time I ago? I used to play a game called Mutant League Football. Oh, of course you were. On the Genesis. Yeah. And like the second I saw the, the question, I was like, I know the answer. I'm pretty oh, sure. I, 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 I was pretty sure. So good. I threw it out there confidently, but I was like, I'm pretty sure it's this. Yeah. Five minutes is right. It's good. Isn't that the, is that the length of a quarter or, or a, no. a, a segment or whatever the things are? It was, no. it was 15 minutes. Six, 15 minute yeah, the quarters. Quarters. Okay. Well, they're not quarter period. Periods. That's right. I knew it wasn't quarter because there's three of them. Oh, uh, back on the board. That means I, that, that was good. I don't know. Yes, maybe. I, I think we, you know, what we should do, folks. Go back. Recount. We should, we should, yeah, recount. Go and listen to all the uh, episodes, then email us and let us know who's winning. Yeah. Good. All right. Oh my gosh. I want to stab you right now. <laughs> I want to stab you in the neck. <laughs> Just right and just walk away. Oh, drop the mic on that one. With that being said, let's just keep them going. Let's move it forward. Let's move into that dirty pop. Dirty pop, baby, baby, you can't so stop. did you know, Jelani, that um, Richard Simmons was missing? I just know I don't see him as much anymore. <laughs> well, he recently popped up in a lawsuit. You know, Richard... You know Richard Simmons. You know who he is, right? I know who he is. Well, who explain to the young folks out who Richard Simmons is? Richard Simmons used to be the premier workout guy. <laughs> if you were trying to do jazzercise and stuff like that, if you were doing the jazzercise to get yourself fit, he was the guy. What now, is a leotard? Is that he, what he did wear a leotard? Yeah. No, he actually he wore a leotard. No, he actually wore a little tank top and little bitty shorts. Had his little bitty fro. Going on, yeah, that's what Richard Simmons, and so he always had sweating to the this or sweating to the that. <laughs> yeah. That's all his stuff was always true. sweating to something, sweating to something. Richard Simmons, you know, funny thing, he was such a fitness guru, but he didn't look all that fit. <laughs> he didn't look fit. <laughs> I I didn't see a body type that I was really looking to obtain myself when I looked at Richard Simmons' he, body. He's like he's known for going up to really heavy set women or fat women, going, "You can do it, baby. You can do it." Yes, this is true. You can. Sweat to the oldies. Or yeah, sweat as long to as the- I have a, a musical genre that I can put sweat in front of, I got a DVD I can sell you. That's, That's basically right. what he was doing. Well, he recently showed up in the news uh, because he's suing some media outlets, including the National Enquirer, for libel. Um, libel is basically when you talk smack about somebody. Uh, he says the outlets ran false articles alleging that he was going through a sex change. He also says that a former assistant was the one who planted these stories to blackmail him. Now, in in 2014, um, Richard Simmons like disappeared from public life. Uh, there's actually a podcast <laughs> around the same time called Where is Richard Simmons? <laughs> um, and it's actually a really popular podcast. Now, meanwhile, the National Enquirer and places like Radar Online ran story alleging that Simmons was missing in action because he was transitioning from a male to a female. Uh, Simmons is saying, here I am, um, and that none of it is true. Um, but National Enquirer and Radar Online... Uh, their parent company is saying, nope, we stand by our reporting. So the dude shows up <laughs> with his five o'clock shadow talking about, bro, I-, I know what I am. And you're looking at it. And they're like, nah, you're turning into a girl, dude. <laughs> yeah. like, like, bro, how, you're a girl. You're a chick. Like, how are you going to tell me what I'm doing when I'm not doing it? Like, I'm not transitioning. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who is transitioning, but it's just not me. It's not Richard, it's Rashad. <laughs> what the, I don't even know what that even means, Rashad. <laughs> like, it's like a woman, I, know, I know what you're trying to do. Rashad. Rashad stop it. Oh my gosh! Anyways, oh my gosh. that's Richard Simmons. He's not dead after all, or not. He, it doesn't have a sex. Yeah, he he, he, he he's still Richard. He's still Richard. Saying. Yeah. Have you heard of the Bow Wow Challenge? 
Oh, I think I heard it, but no, tell me what it is. Okay. I thought I heard it. All right. So the rapper Lil Bow Wow, or now he's Bow Wow because he's taller. So now he can't be Lil anymore, even though Lil Wayne's still Lil Wayne. I don't care. Anyway, Bow Wow <laughs> I don't care. was on Instagram. And Bow Wow takes a lot of L's. I don't know if you know this in recent years. <laughs> <laughs> so he decided. He did take a lot of L's. Yeah. So he decided to go ahead and. Remember just, the weed, there was a weed smoking one. The one he said where that uh, term came from. Oh, no, no, Dab. Probably. Dab. Probably. Okay, so do you have one? Can we interrupt you real quick? It, you can ruin my stuff. Go ahead. It goes to your... He said dab is... Uh, you know you know dab, right? When you dab... I know. I know. He he's he's doing the dab right now in front of the folks. <laughs> so he's doing. Well, the dab is when you... Um, the reason why you do a dab is because you, it's after you smoke the blunt, you're actually coughing into your elbow. That's what he said the dab came from. Bow Wow said this. So just want to let you know. He had... He, he took he took an L for that. I'm sure he did. He needs to stop. Needs <laughs> Bow Wow challenge. Yes. Anyway, the Bow Wow challenge. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, so this was born from Bow Wow posting on his Instagram, talking about oh I'm on a, I'm about to go on a flight right now, and he shows this picture on his Instagram and has these nice cars that are pulled up to this luxury exclusive jet. I'm like oh damn Bow Wow moving in style. That's what you see because he's like I'm about to take off right now y'all <laughs> about to, about to hit the road you know about to make moves thing about it is that picture was not his oh it was not because here's how we found out because that picture is easily you can accessible through google it's just a stock, stock photo basically essentially a stock photo you can use anywhere oh no and so when that came to light people created the bow wow challenge <laughs> wherein they would make these pictures that made them seem like they were doing something that was really really big baller but then they have a picture right next to it that exposes themselves as being phonies oh that's awesome it's so funny there's somebody who's like oh yeah i'm at the game right now and shows a picture of him like tweeting at a game but it's actually somebody taking the picture of him looking at a, a monitor screen of oh. a baseball game <laughs> and taking a picture of that and then there's somebody who's like oh yeah i'm out with a date with my girl and it shows like you know those, those hand photos but it's just like a hand stick selfie so it oh, looks like a hand no. they were great like the black twitter was all over them it's, i'm gonna look it, it up it's it's like hilarious that's hilarious. I Ooh. didn't know that. Bow Wow Challenge. Bow Wow Challenge. It just started today. It, by the time y'all hear this, it might be over or it might still be alive. Who cares? It's, it was funny, though. Good stuff. Okay. What else is going on in Dirty Pop? So I just want to talk about Apple real quick because I looked around and people got Apple phones. I mean, iPhones all over the place. They're pretty and popular phones. You you have an Apple laptop. I have an Apple a Mac laptop. They are the... Go ahead. You can go ahead and give us some money, um, Apple. <laughs> We're using your technology to make this podcast. That's my point. iTunes, popular. Well, the reason why I say this is because for those who don't know, Apple is the most valuable company in the world. In the world. Okay? I say this because they have reached an all-time company market value of over $800 billion. Word. They're going to probably hit $1 trillion in market value by the end of this year. Oh, shit. Okay. A trillion dollars market value. That is more than multiple nations combined. And I say this because it's at a time when iPhone sales are not as high as they used to be. But Tim Cook, the CEO, says not to worry. Everybody's just saving up for the next one. <laughs> Which I believe is true. I love... How he said it with like that kind of no, they're just saving up, they're saving up. No, real quick though, real quick is kind of funny. This, you know what? No, I almost feel like I want to make this my soapbox. soapbox. I'm move. I'm changing my soapbox. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm Audible. All yeah, right. Audible. I'm changing it. On the spot. It. All right. Okay. We'll keep going forward, but Go I'm changing it. 
All right. So that is Dirty Pop. All right. Okay. So, so we're moving into Soapbox. <laughs> oh, we Excellent. Are. That makes it easy for me. So you don't got to wait too long, guys. You don't got to wait too long. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Should I go first? I think I should go first. I think I have the momentum now. <laughs> you, you, you took the mic, so go ahead. Take, <laughs> go ahead. Go go take the box, too. All right. So, okay. Here's my thing. All right. Why is it that people act as if the iPhone is some kind of luxury item? Because it's expensive. So are almost all cell phones. True. Exactly. Exactly. There was somebody, cause I saw this on actually on Facebook. Somebody was talking about the fact that like, why are people acting like if you like if you have an iPhone, somehow you have like a, a Rolls Royce or a, or a Mercedes Benz car. It's not the same thing. Like girls are on there like, I won't even date a dude unless he has an iPhone. It's like, it's not a status symbol. All phones on average are about $700. And for the most part, if you have any kind of phone service, they gave you that phone for free or you're paying monthly for it. So you didn't do anything big because you have an iPhone. You just have that phone. If you have a laptop, maybe, that's that's a pretty big thing. There's no deal to get the laptop for free or anything like that. True. But the phone, they're giving them away for free. It's a choice that somebody made or didn't make. That's all it is. It's all it's ever been. But people really do act like, oh, man. Whew. <laughs> you got one of them. Goodness gracious. Let me take these panties off. They're stifling. It's like, that's not, <laughs> come on now. It's ridiculous. But you don't have an iPhone. I do not. <laughs> nor do you. True. But do you not have an iPhone because you're just, you want to go against the grain? Uh, it's pars- It's two parts. Partially because I am a natural contrarian, as you know. I just like to, what's, what is everybody doing? I don't want to do that. You know, I, that's part of me. But on top of that, I don't like the phone. I used to work in phones and I used to have to demonstrate the phone to people and I don't like the interface. I don't like what, at least to me, is not a lot of customization. I like customization. If you see my phone, like I have my apps, the way my apps even look, the look of it, I've had customized. That way the, the thing, the screen flips, I've had customized. All the things you can't really do with my phone, at least to anything, unless you jailbreak it. And that seems like an extra step that's unnecessary for me. So, no, I just don't like them. But that's not saying that they're not phones, they're not reliable, they don't have to take good pictures. Have fun with them. Everybody, because like, they're just phones. Everybody can have a phone. But to pretend like there's this pristine group of people and then there's the lower class group of people. It's like, stop it, <laughs> stop it. Let it go. He said lower class people. Yeah. Is that how lower class people sound? They have a lower voice, but they're lower class. That, that makes sense. All right. Good. I agree. What you got? What you got? I agree. All right. So uh, I went to a concert. In Vegas, the Britney you, Spears concert. You mentioned that both of our soapboxes have to do with callbacks. I love it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna reach back on that. Um, so I'm gonna take I'm just gonna do a collective breath here before I go on my rant because I really feel passionate about this. Um, there are a few places that you can go to that you can be as loud and exuberant as you really, where it's even appropriate for you to be. Sporting events and concerts. Jelani, you go to a lot of concerts. I music, do. Right? Can you be loud and can you shout and scream? You better. It is almost an expectation for you to do that. Now, at this concert I went to, I went to the Britney Spears concert, and there was a gentleman next to me who was um, flamboyant and super loud, extremely loud, and he was barking the whole time and cheering, and the people in front of us were telling him to shush, telling him that he needed to quiet it down. And then the people next to us or next to him were yelling and saying, you need to turn around, girl, and mind your own business. This is a concert. What do you expect it to be? 
They got to a point where they got so annoyed that they went to go tell somebody. They went to go tattletale on him. But you know what? Before they tattletale, my wife doesn't ever just stand aside. She actually interjected and told the girls, you know what? If you have a problem with him, you should go tell somebody because it probably changed your seeds. So those girls scurried along, went, told somebody, and they got they got moved. They got their seats moved. And I can understand the reason why they they could have gotten annoyed because he was loud and very boisterous and very flamboyant. I mean, this guy was big. He was bigger than, he was like six foot two and like 220, 30 pound man. A lot of man. A lot of man. A lot of dude. A lot of dude. Move around. And he was, you know, heavy set. Fat, right? Woo! That type of noise. Enjoying himself. Enjoying himself. And so I was conflicted because I understand like when you go to a concert, you want to have experience. uh, Your your, your level of experience and comfort and someone yelling in your ear is not something that you would want to experience maybe. But I say this. Bring earphones. Bring earplugs. Okay? Because... Only events when concerts and sporting events are for fans, people who shell out money to go and pay and will sometimes travel hundreds of miles, will sometimes will have to get room and board to go see their special team or their special artist. And it's their time to express their their love and their appreciation for them in person so that they can hear it. Um, if you don't like these things, stay at home. Watch it at home or um, put on some earbuds, do something so that uh, you can appreciate the way you want to. Because if you go to this collective experience, this is what it's about. It's about being together with other folks who appreciate the same person. Uh, audible level be damned. You know, maybe there's an exception as some people bring artificial devices to make sounds. Then I can understand, okay, it's not just your own um, voice now it's 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 you you know bringing a drum set that I may say hey I'm trying to listen here you know but unless you're seeing Andre Bocelli or some sort of classical music where it's not appropriate for you to yell and scream and shout the vast majority of concerts and sporting events have at it be as loud and as boisterous as you want no I completely agree with you I can jump on the store box for you uh, for a second as well because the fact of the matter is no matter how loud you get you're not going to be as loud as all the speaker systems in that area that are made to pipe in audio to everyone in that arena or concert hall or what have you. So him yelling, he can't beat Britney and her music, no matter what he does. Yeah. So, yeah. True. And he can't do it the whole time. <laughs> Absolutely not. And he it don't... wasn't the whole time. Of course it wasn't. He was just like, he probably responded to one or two songs like, yes, girl. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, like, calm down. You know what's messed up, though, is his friend next to his, um, his friend uh, next to him, she, she dropped her phone and couldn't find her phone until after the show. And at one point, she dropped her glasses. <laughs> So she couldn't see. And her friend was like, girl, you need to look at, you need to look what's happening. And her friend's like, I can't see anything. She watched the show almost blinded the whole time. Like 30 to 40% of the show, her, his friend blind. Oh, that's, that's sucks, huh? She was sitting there and I tried to give her my binoculars. Uh-huh. I don't know why I bought binoculars, but that's what I do. I bought something. I was going to be far seats and I gave it to her. She's like, no, it's okay. I'll just sit and look at blurred lines. The whole time. <laughs> Shout out to Robin Thick. <laughs> so that is my soapbox. Be as loud and as crazy as you want at these public events. Absolutely. That was hilarious. Oh my gosh. Patrick, was that the black tie affair? I think that was a black tie affair. 
perfection. All right, y'all know the drill. Share us, tweet us, repost, repost. Do all those lovely things, and we definitely will appreciate you for doing so. Uh, we're here every Wednesday, all the time, for you guys and your listening pleasure. Patrick, tell the people goodbye. Peace. Later.